Welcome to episode 148 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadomio. And I'm Hillary Dockerty. Hillary. Hi. It's early, girl. It's early. Because my beautiful son, I went oh. to his rehearsal this week. He, let me tell you something about my kids. They are amazing. A fucking amazing. Oh. Like the most incredible children on the planet. Aww. Including yours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so weird when you have kids too, because you have all of these, which is why, all right, I'll, I don't want to get, I won't go down a a, a darker road, but like when you have children, all of your dreams and aspirations of like, what can they be? What will they do? What will they, like all parents have that, you know, that like idea of like my kid's going to, what could they accomplish? And uh, you always, you know, you shoot for the stars hoping that, please God, (laughs) right? Like let them, I just want them to like do well in school, like just do well in school. But then they both do incredible things like outside of that my daughter is like I think an incredible artist she makes hilarious cartoons and she's oh so so talented yeah so funny she's very smart she's she she just got first place at a countywide um speech competition she does prose which is basically like performing yeah and she does a section of the book holes and she has to do all three characters and it's basically she gets up there she changes her body you know like to be these three different characters and they're her voice and she fucking kills it and gets first place comes up with a medal wow it's fucking incredible that's and i can't that's hard to do she's 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 kind of a shy girl but also like the fact that when she first performed it like did it for me like which showed me what she was doing i was fuck i was like who is this kid right like your kids do things you're like what the hell right like your son plays piano and you're like holy shit yeah like the swimming and all of that like it's just like I can't believe my kids want to go out and do things. It's yeah. just wild, but it's so lovely to see them it grow. Is, it is, and my son plays hockey, um, which he's phenomenal at, like insane hockey player. And then, which was a shock because we live in South Florida. Like it's insane yes. that we're playing hockey down here, but I'm here for it. But he is in a drama club at school which he joined on his own and he's a bit of a ham if oh, you can believe that. that like I, I, don't I know, can believe it I don't know where he gets this from <laughs> at all but um he is doing a little he's doing drama competition today and he is in a skit with two other boys two of his friends and they have to they memorize all the lines my son knows the whole thing but they do like a I don't know three minute Oh, little I love bit. this. And my son is the funniest kid in the goddamn group. Like Ooh. he has the funniest lines. He like they're stuck in an elevator and my son's going, yeah, it's a zombie apocalypse. You know, that's <laughs> probably what it is. And then he takes like a, an egg salad sandwich to eat it. Like in this oh, clothes. And so they're like, fun. it stinks, you know, and he's like, mm, this is good. Like it's, <laughs> he's pretend eating. And it's so it's. I mean, my ex-husband was sitting next to me at the rehearsal and I was kept grabbing his arm because I was like, this is, it's so fucking wild to see your kid Aww. up there doing something where you're like, holy shit. I love Isn't that. it? No, oh it's beautiful. Yeah. And I think the thing that's really cool is, you know, you have those moments where you're like, oh my God, I miss when they're babies. Yes, but yes, yes. I love seeing like the people that they're turning into absolutely it's so cool to it's like so cool see that evolution yeah. it's just like wow like you know and they're their own person yeah. and it's you know like because you don't know what they're gonna be like yeah. you know personality wise yes. or and it's really cool to see them sort of come into their own like that part's yeah. been 
really awesome and having like a <laughs> different relationship where you're like laughing with them in a yes, different way than you did humor. when they were little and, yes and like yes. actually like building that relationship it's <laughs> yes. I, I love it my daughter made me laugh the other day because my son loves these like anime book you know like books and so we went to Barnes and Noble to get him a couple more and uh one of the girls in anime are stacked Right, oh, like but yeah. I dying, right? And so <laughs> the cover of one of them, the girl had this the, little the like, manga. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. This girl, she had a little schoolgirl school girl outfit. Oh, they're on. always of in those course, cute outfits, of course. Yeah. And her her boobs were out like this, you know. And so my son was like <laughs> in the line to check out. He was like, "Look at this one, <laughs> right?" Like, look at it. And my daughter goes. Damn, her tits are out. And I said, what in the <laughs> There's people behind us. I was like, you can't talk like that. And he, she goes, her titties? I go, no. Oh! And meanwhile, she's dying laughing. And I'm like, please. But that's how I talk. Yeah. I'm like, put those titties away. Like, I say shit like that all the time. All the time. I love it. They are she Amazing. knows it's inappropriate and she yeah. just wants to make me laugh which yeah. it did but I was just like what oh my god <laughs> I love it I love it's it it's the greatest yeah so what, what's going on with you how are you how are you doing you got a little bit of a tickle in your throat <sighs> you sound a lot better than you did earlier yeah in the week. yeah no I'm definitely much better than I was I had this awful sore throat and tiny little cold mm -hmm. but it's you know it's going just, there's it's, something small like this going yes, around I've heard of yes. a couple different people that and are and then there's like some kind of flu going around. So that's also going around the school. So I'm like, please, Lord, don't let this hit me. So I got to get yeah. all my shots. Yeah. Protect myself from these, you know, yeah. grimy children. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I only have a couple of things and they're not really politically related. Do you have any? The only thing about? like political is, you know, I put my voters decide shirt on yeah. and, and this is going to come out the day after election. Yeah. And so whatever happened, it's because the, the voters made it happen mm -hmm. you know they went out and voted and whatever party um got those people to the polls yeah you know and i'm just really afraid i'm i don't know why at first i was like so excited at the potential for like a linda mm -hmm. thompson gonzalez win over chip lamarca in a local race and now i have this overwhelming fear that we have significantly somehow dropped the ball and we're gonna lose broward county and, and it's gonna be bad that's where i'm at I'm yeah. hoping, or, you know, like, I'm hoping, like, there's, like, races where, where we, where there are people where, like, oh, they're definitely going to get it, and that now I'm afraid, like, on lo on the local level. Right, right. Commission seats and stuff, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. I'm really afraid, because there's an orchestrated effort to work from the bottom up. Yeah. Um, smart. And it's a it's smart, smart. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's smart. Brilliant. It's smart. It makes sense. It's stuff that we've talked about for years, that the, I'm sorry, the, the Broward and the Florida Democratic Party... We just don't do it. And we don't do it in Florida. And no. it's, we can't blame anyone but ourselves. Absolutely. We can't. Well, we, you know, I, I had a, I had a rant about the Broward party last, last week and Sorry. I, I'd stand by every single word of it. And, uh, you know, here's the thing. We have good people. There's incredible people. Incredible people who, uh, none that I know of are sitting on the Broward executive board, party, party board, like none. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's good people who ha will have not given up hope and will continue to fight. And I say, God bless you. Yeah. I say, God bless you because they have out registered us. Yep. Republicans have out registered Democrats for the first time in decades in Florida. That happened over the summer. Yeah. They are out voting us right now at early voting. Yep. 
and, and, mail in, and mail in ballots and mail in ballots, and which, mail -in is, ballots. which by the way has never happened. Democrats are always the lead on early yeah. votes and, and, but that and to mail -in me ballots. is a strategy. That is like, Oh, people want mail in ballots. Listen, now we're going to be the ones to here's take over. what you can count on with the Republican party at all levels. They will have a plan and they will execute it. Yep. And they will pull people together and they'll execute it. And that is what they've done. They have put a plan together and they're executing it beautifully. They are. And so I said that to Alfredo this week on the phone. He was telling me there are this many Republicans, this many, and I said, they have outworked us. They have outvoted us and they will win. They will win and they deserve to win. Right. Because they put the work in. If you don't put the work in, and act like every single day is election day or to every day. Right. Act like every, to every, to every day you should act like tomorrow is an election. Yeah. And it is imperative to register voters and get people organized and, engage and get people, people voting. And engage people. Yeah. Because engage, what the, and engage young people. We heard about an event this week where the Republican Party was talking to college students and sounding like they were moderates. Yeah, they weren't doing the whole hair on fire banning books. Don't say gay. They weren't doing that because fuck immigrants, smart. you know, no. fuck women. No, they're, they're very middle of the road moderate because when they're selling their goods. And they yeah, want it depends on the audience, in. and it depends on the audience, right? Right? Like they're gonna, they know who to talk to. Did you see the new DeSantis commercial? Which one? The one where God made him on day eight. I got to get my phone. Let me. Pause this for a second. I'm going to grab my phone uh, because you're going to fucking die. It's insanity. It's insanity. I got to get out of the state. Hold on. I'll be right back. I'm getting out of the state. Bye. Bye. I'm going to go move. <laughs> Moving. Hillary, you would like Pittsburgh. Well, I'm ready to go. Listen, you seriously, you would like, while you're looking this up, <laughs> you would, you would love, you would love Pittsburgh. Because it's got beautiful. Listen, I'm ready. Fucking to, bands. It's, it's got bands. bands I'm ready bands, to go bands, anywhere. I'm beautiful ready art museums. Listen, uh, fine. I'm bringing. You I gotta me. tell you, you don't even have to sell me. Tell me we're gonna go live in a cabin in the middle of the woods somewhere, and I'm like, okay, I don't need to see another band, uh, band again. But if I get pregnant and I need abortion, I'd like to know there's somewhere nearby safe that I could do that. Is that a place we can go to? You know what I mean? I'd like to know my children go to school and read. By the way, Broward County, a book that has a Martin Luther King speech in it, a picture of the the day the I get I have a dream. Yeah, there's a picture of the crowd and um uh, the 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 moms for liberty don't they want that book taken out because Why? the picture of all of the people in the crowd would make white children uncomfortable that's a quote i that's I, a fucking that's quote. it that's it i can't i can't <sighs> they're banning books for no fucking reason it's just dumb bullshit girl wait till you hear this commercial you're gonna die wait this is <laughs> wait this, is, this a wrong, is a real ad this is a real ad it came out yesterday what is it november 4th this is and it's all black and white and it shows pictures different photographs and and every time it says and god made a leader it shows a picture of desantis okay are you ready are you ready you're not ready try to hold your comments until the end but it's um i think two minutes here we go and on the eighth day god looked down on his planned paradise and said i need a protector so god made a fighter God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, kiss his family goodbye, travel thousands of miles for no other reason than to serve the people, to save their jobs, their livelihoods, their liberty, their happiness. So God made a fighter. God said, I need someone to be strong, advocate truth in the midst of hysteria, someone who challenges conventional wisdom 
and isn't afraid to defend what he knows to be right and just. So God made a fighter. God said, I need somebody who will take the arrows, stand firm in the wake of unrelenting attacks, look a mother in the eyes and tell her that her child will be in school. <laughs> she can keep her job, go to church, eat dinner with friends, and <laughs> hold the hand of an aging parent, oh. taking their breath for the last time. So God made a fighter. God said, I need a family man. A man who would laugh and then sigh and then reply with smiling eyes <laughs> when his daughter says she wants to spend her life doing what dad does. So God made a fighter. Next generation of fascists. Okay. That's it. Now, I love... See what they're... Okay. Okay, that is the so, fucking weirdest thing I've ever... One, I was like, is this is... So real? God said. So, yeah. Oh, so God, God said, because God, all, because God sounds echoey. Yeah. God is a man who sounds and echoey, way, and we need a fighter. By the way, who's God? Your God? Yeah. Like, what fucking God are you talking about? By the way, I I, my, I retweeted, I'm like, I love that God's a feminist. It's like, we're going to make sure that working mom can go to work, send yeah. her kids to school, <laughs> go out with, hang out with friends. You know what I mean? That's what they're, they're trying to, they're trying to uh, reach be, the women. Yeah, be there and for because, their parents as they're dying. Because at, you. Because at the end, it's the daughter <laughs> looks up to be everything. See, we're not trying to hold women back. No. Right. We want them in leadership. I want to do what dad does. I want to be a fascist. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That was the most pretentious, but also why and disgusting. You don't need it. Ev evangelicals are I've with you. The religion, seen. the religious people are with you. You don't need to make a, a commercial about God. But that was it the weirdest commercial I've ever of heard. People. It's fucking weird. It's God made He's a fighter. Weird. He's, He's weird. not a fighter. By the way, the election. He's a pretender, like him in that stupid jag outfit, the, or not jag. This is four days before the election. Why do you Top even need guns. to put an ad out like that? It makes no fucking sense. Why do you need to do that? He's going to win. But why do you need to to I further think, serve this message? It's like the most bizarre thing I've I ever think heard. It's their it's way to reach, I think it's their way to reach women. I think that that do was Do you think that's to, touching to some, women? Uh, somehow like family and women working and with their friends. And my daughter can grow up to be this strong thing. Like it's weirdo. It's weird. I'm sorry. He's a weirdo. I'm sorry. But, but he's like, weirdo. You know, I'm... Uh, I'm sorry, but like that, I know that I'm always like ragging on religion, but like it's weird. Like we are, well, we are listen, slipping into weirdness. Every, it's but there's weird. a reason for it. Believe Everybody want to believe, but like listen, just get it away from religion's me. created to contain the masses of and, and and curb hysteria. That's what it's there for. When people are walking around going, "What's the meaning of life?" They gave them right, an answer. Right. They said, "You don't worry about don't don't fear death. I'm going to give you something to look forward to." That's or, what it's created or to keep for. people in line. And right? You don't line. behave. And now, you're going to go to hell. You're right. going to be. Uh, you'll never be your, with your family here. That's yeah. right. So like, but. Here's the thing. Why would you make a video? And and uh, why am I asking this question? We all know the answer. With a pretend God. It's just God. to continue to divide people and With keep a pretend people. God's voice. And I yeah. love that it's just like this hokey, like God from the sky. But here's the other thing. People are saying, people are saying that it's, um, uh, what's it called when you go against a re religion? When it's, um, what's it called? When you're against religion. No, no, no. When oh. it's um, like when you renounce. Uh, Denounce? No, 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 no. Excommunicated. No. Uh, 
when you say something bad about God and like his teachings and uh, oh, uh, you uh, uh, blasphemy, blasphemy. Th- thank you. Oh okay. God, you see why I need her here. <laughs> People are saying it's a blasphemy for even for him to say like basically he was anointed yeah. and created by yeah. God. Where to are save the real the religious state. people? Yeah, he was born. And also, but, why would you want? Would you ever make a commercial? Think about the ego of Ron DeSantis right now, making a commercial saying God created him. I know. To come here. He's basically God like, God's talking to a me. Fighter. God's talking to him. Yeah. Give me a break. But this is kind of, this is piggybacking off of the Trump stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. The, where, where, like, they see, like, there was that whole group, like, that they believe yeah. that Trump is the savior yeah. to come and do what needs to be, you know, like, there's some connection to something in the Bible. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I mean? It's like, so he's wild. playing off of that cuckoo-ness. It's cuckoo. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but we need to start like uh uh i want to ban the bible can that be i mean i'm sure it's already on the ban books list but i said it before and i'll say it again if you're you're an elected office and you tell me how god makes feels about something that you're voting on get away you're in the wrong job yeah there's plenty of jobs for yeah, you. Go, go it's be not a Congress. religious person. Yeah, you're not, you should not be church, in Congress. You should not be church you like. working at a state capitol. You are in the wrong line of work. Yeah, and I feel like that's not cool. I feel like and like in Catholicism, like. With it, because isn't he Catholic? Uh, like, with the is the Pope down with this? No, where's way. the Pope? You get get. Oh, can I get the Pope on the horn? Yeah. We need to ask him some questions. <laughs> I do not like. Yeah, it. no, I do not like no. this ad. Listen, the, the Santa is bad Pope, for Florida. Listen, Thank you. Pope. The eighth creation of the wonder of the world is Ron DeSantis. The Pope's gonna be like, excuse me, um, yeah. I'm the line. Yeah, from I'm the, I'm the line. I I will. <laughs> thank you for your call. You're Tina. stepping over the Pope. Tina, thank you for your call. I will <laughs> now get God on the horn yeah. because he does talk to me yeah. directly oh. because I'm the Pope. Oh. <laughs> he told me it's okay to abuse children. Yeah. Oh, God. Get us all out. Get us out. Hire I, pedophiles. Oh, and God. God bless D- Ron well, DeSantis. Well, I mean, Ron DeSantis <laughs> protects Matt Gates. I mean, so maybe, you know, it all fits. It all fits. They all are abusers. Oh, my God. Get me out. But as long as they go to confession every Sunday, yeah. Lord walks with them. Yeah. Jesus forgives. Yeah. Do five Hail Marys and a glory be and it's fine. And go abuse more kids. Yeah. It's stupid. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Let's. Oh, wait. Okay. Before we got to start. But yeah. let me before we start. I wanted. We have not mentioned that we have new Odd Pods members. Oh. How cool is this? Hey. So we want to welcome Ever Trending Story. The Ever Trending Story. Oh, look at that. Uh, I like it. I like their song. Um, <laughs> beer in Front, which Ooh. is awesome. He reviews a beer every week. It's like yes. a little shorty, short uh, podcast, but it's so good. And but, it's got that amazing Chicago accent, yes. which I love. Dave, I love it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and he's got a fun little Instagram and his yeah. wife like makes like fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good yes. stuff. And then, of course, grab them by the brisket. We I love kind the of, title of that show. Yeah, and they have a bunch of hosts, and they have great. Sh- they have great. I don't. I don't eat meat, y'all. The food looks so good, and it looks so good, and they know exactly what they're talking <gasps> about. But here's one of one of the things they were talking about were like sides at the barbecue, and I was like, this is this is my jam. All right, I'm into a mac and cheese. I'll Ooh. get into a coleslaw. I'll get into a baked mac bean. and cheese bake. Let's mm. go. Mm. 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 I love a so good mac and cheese bag. you'll hear new promos. We'll have three new uh, promos that we had ever trending story in our episode last week. Yay. So um, check them out and uh, give them some love. Follow them on social media. Yes. And um, 
you know, there's so many podcasts out there. Yes. <laughs> but it's nice to have a little family. That, yeah, we have a little family. Yeah. Aww. I love them all. So, oh, and by the way, last the Saturday, of the speaking of Odd Pods, last Saturday, I met Lauren. Oh, yes. <laughs> Lauren from Beard Owl. And I met Russ from Infectious Groove, the uh, podcast. They're both on Odd Pods. And they're a couple. And they came down to West Palm Beach to go see Stevie Nicks for Lauren's birthday. And then I had dinner with them the next night. And they are delightful. Aww. Absolutely delightful. We Lauren, need to plan a, I, I'm going to oh, say yeah. summertime because, you know, I'm going to be selfish. But yeah. a summertime, like, you know how they do like family barbecue, like yes. family reunion, summer Absolutely. barbecue. Yeah. We need to do like a summer family barbecue oh my God. odd pods, like totally. meet up. And I grab them by that. the brisket can, you know, barbecue. Y'all can do the work. <laughs> Y'all do the work. We'll just sit back and eat we'll all that. We'll chip in. We'll chip in. Yeah. <laughs> but Lauren is as bubbly and delightful in person as you would, could imagine. Like, Aww. I was just uh, very smitten with how sweet and cute she is. Aww. So, and she's got a lot of stuff going on in her podcast right now uh, because the Beard Owl, or sorry, Weird Owl movie came out. Oh, yeah. Um, Which looks really funny. I like Aww. a Daniel. I like a Daniel Radcliffe. Well, uh, he's a great joint. Oscar. He's a yeah. he, what, actor. Oscar. <laughs> actor. My is. God, I can't. I'm. It's, I'm tired. <laughs> it's very coffee. early. Also, I just wanted to mention that we had Hillary Cassell on the podcast last Friday. <sighs> Please check it out. It's it's a it's a longer episode, but she's amazing. She's amazing. My cousin commented and said it was one of the best episodes that we've had. I I agree, and um, I really think that. You know, we talk about Republicans going after local seats. Like this is the kind of, this is the kind of candidate and person that's going to be. She'll be elected to heavy, heavily Democratic seat. She'll go. Yeah. In, like she'll win on Tuesday, tomorrow, yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> but this is the kind of local talent that exists all over Broward County and all over everywhere, every state yeah. where people are just putting their noses down and doing the work, right. and then all of a sudden but we need like, to maybe I should run. But we need to tap into. Yeah, that. we need to be mining. For that kind right. of, you know, uh, Hillary Cassell, if she hadn't stood up and said, I want to run for office, we never would have met her. There's no recruitment. There's no building of a bench. Right. And this is someone who's going to make an incredible impact in Tallahassee and right. help so many people. And she's not, doesn't have, we talked about working across the aisle, which I think is really important. Yeah. And I think happens more often than we even know about. Kind I, of it has does. to. It has, has to. to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a great episode. I love her story. I love her story with uh, being diagnosed bipolar and her struggles with mental health. I am very on. I'm very similar on the path that she is. So when she talks about it, it is it, it's incredible to me that she's as open as she is. That she yeah. does the work that she needs to do with herself and um, and then shares it so other people can right. also recognize that maybe they need help or maybe they can go talk to a therapist or they can figure right. it all out. And it, I think it's just. Uh, and, and being seen, like, I think yes. that's the most important yes. thing. Is that was being a good point seen, that you had made. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know. Make mental health about people who are surviving with right. it and living with it and, and thriving not, and not the people who are uh, shooting, making it, doing mass shootings. Like, come on. Right. Or, or any act of violence, yeah. you know, it's just, um, and she said it, that a lot of times more often than not that, that um, people living with mental illness are the ones who are suffering yeah. violence more than enacting the violence. And I think that's an important message to get out to. Right. Because we have this idea of, you know. Yeah, here's this person who, who yeah. who's in and out of the system. Let's try to find out what's going on with them mentally instead of just keep continuing to lock them up every second. Right. You know. Uh, All right. You're first this week. All right. So today uh-huh 
I'm going to tell you the story of Judge Lance Mason. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to just say like trigger warnings for the whole story. Okay. I I just didn't realize it was going to go this route and then it ended up going this route. So my apologies. Yeah, You have a, like, you know, there's things called gaydar. Tina has sadar. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's sad. I'm sorry. Well, trigger, trigger, trigger. Yeah. (laughs) All right, here we go. All right. So Lance Mason served in the Ohio House and Senate before his appointment to the Cuyahoga County Court. But his violent actions move him from the bench to the defendant's table. Oh, no. So our story takes place in Cleveland, Ohio. Just a few years ago, this like kind of the big incident happens around 2018. So some basic background for Mason um, is that he earned his law degree in 1992 from Hmm. the University of Michigan. And I really don't have much after that, except that he served as assistant county prosecutor for a few years in the 90s. And that's according to CNN. From 2002 to 2006... He served in the Ohio House from 2007 to 2008. He served in the Ohio Senate. Okay. Um, but then he left that in 2008 because he gets appointed to the uh, Cuyahoga County Court of Common Pleas by then Ohio Governor Ted Strickland. So even from mm, early in his career, familiar. he's like in, um, you know, uh, you know, working for the, the county process. So he's in like sort yeah. of local politics. That's and how you get to get appointed. That's too. how you People get around. Know you. Yeah. yeah. So Mason was married to Aisha Frazier. And from all accounts, she was pretty incredible. She was an educator at an elementary school in Shaker Heights. Mm-hmm. Her principal, Danny Young, described Frazier, uh, Frazier as, quote, kind, loving, compassionate, dedicated, and an amazing mother with a wonderful sense of humor. Oh, God. So I feel it. What I'm going to tell you now is should have been the major incident, but unfortunately it's not. So in 2014, Mason attacked his lovely, wonderful, incredible wife, mm-hmm. Aisha. Uh, Schaefer's Cleveland article detailed the attack, noting that Mason punched her repeatedly over 20 times. Oh my God. Over 20 times. 20 times. What in the fuck could have pulled, brought, brought that on? Right. And what? also slammed her head into the dashboard of the <gasps> car. And the window as well, choked her <gasps> and even bit her. What the fuck? Yeah. She was beaten so badly no. that she needed facial reconstruction. What in the fuck? So I have to say that again. She needed facial reconstruction because he beat her so badly. Which is not the first time. That's not out of right? nowhere. So the charges in that case, according to WKYC Studios, he had two counts of kidnapping because then he like took off with the they had children. Oh, like two took off with the kids. No, um, three counts of felonious assault, one count of domestic violence, and two counts of endangering children. So um, this judge, he's a judge. Remember, he is a judge, and not that we should hold our elected officials at a higher standard, but like this is a judge who I'm sure has seen and studied. Various cases, you know what Domestic I mean? Domestic violence. Yeah. So uh, Mason got sentenced in 2015. And when he was sentenced to only two years, two years, he resigned his seat on the bench. However, I want to say that while he was awaiting trial, he didn't resign. So a lot of times, and we talked about this with the person I had last week, that they wait until after the trial is over and whether it's a guilty or not guilty because they want to collect that paycheck. Mm. And he was collecting $121,000 for salary while he's awaiting 
trial. Well, he deserves right? it. It's his money. Shouldn't he get that? I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> What's the problem? But then when he gets sentenced, then he's like, okay, I'm going to resign. Right. And because our justice system is, you know, garbage when it comes to protecting no, women. Don't fucking do this. Mason was out in 10 months. What the fuck? 10 months. <laughs> oh my God. 10 months for attacking his wife to the point where she needed surgery. Lovely. To Lovely. me, this is attempted murder. Of course it right? is. Like when you beat someone to the point where like they are so broken and you're slamming their head in glass and something like your intent is to kill them. Was this That's, happening in front of the kids too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great guy. Wonderful. Right. So I, this isn't just a beating to me, you know? He's out of control. Yeah. And he again, out of control. I guarantee <clears throat> that this was not the first time. This was not no. the first time. So Schaefer also reported that he had his law license suspended, right? Not Excuse revoked. Excuse me. Excuse me. It was just suspended. Mm. I don't get it. I don't get it. So um, another. Women don't matter <clears throat> women don't matter they don't matter in 2018 they still don't matter no right hashtag me too now another article by schaefer reported that when he was arrested for the beating the cops went to his house and guess what they find there oh guns semi-automatic rifles Big, yeah, surprise several different types of shotguns scopes handguns a knife smoke grenades bulletproof vest a sword and 2500 rounds of ammunition if he kills his wife, I'm telling you right now. Tina, Tina. So this part, this next this part. This motherfucker. Get, yeah, this next part even gets me. He gets out of prison and the city gives him a job as minority business development director. He gets hired by the city. But, so a friend maybe. Yeah, of course, because right? they like, all know him as a judge and as like, you know, an elected official. Why can't we shun right? people like this? I don't understand. Shun them. I, I don't get it. They should be so shunned that they can't leave their house without someone yelling at them. I, I don't get it. Why does he get to work for the city? Because you know the city's got that good pension. You know, it's a good job. And he's the director, so you know he's making good money. Again, not that he shouldn't have to make money, but like your license is suspended. You've beaten... Your wife, and I'm sure those people in the city knew who his wife was. Of course, he should be embarrassed. It's how dare they hire this man? It's just so, to me, disrespectful and disgusting. Mm. So you beat your wife and you have your city connections and you get this good gig. Like, it's, I, I can't stand it. NPR cited Mark Namick of Cleveland.com who commented on the hiring, quote, the decision by Mayor Frank Jackson's administration to give Mason a job after Mason's early release from prison on wife-beating charges mm. is an astounding snub. I'd say. And this is a guy from the newspaper. I wouldn't want who him near from the women. City, who from the city is speaking out saying, are yeah. you out of your mind? I wouldn't want and, him near a woman. And those okay. appointments, right, to, um, to get these jobs, if it's the mayor doing it, like the mayor's office, like they, ha they know the, his arrest record. I don't know. They don't care. So the Domestic Violence Institute director, uh, Margot Lindauer, told Leigh Carroll of Refiner29, quote, we find that the most dangerous time in a relationship where there has been reported domestic violence is during separation. Oh, and men of fuck. status often receive leniency in sentencing. So they were talking about this issue of him getting released, and it's because he has that status in the city because he was this elected official, right? People are like, oh, well, we know him. We're going to, you know, and, and again, you're not above the law. 
You don't get to call in favors just because you served. Like you have to be treated like everybody else. And they know him. They know him in public. Right. They know him. They don't know him behind closed doors. They don't know what, yeah. And clearly if he's in a car in out outdoors, beating his wife in front of his children, you can only imagine what is happening in the house. Right. So to say that you don't know, there's not, that's not, he said, she said, she had to have facial reconstruction surgery. I I. This story just upset This me. is a real thing. So in 2018. God damn it. I could see it. I Please. Know, I'm sorry. Oh, according to Schaefer's and others reported, uh, others who reported this story, uh, Fraser, um, uh, Aisha was dropping her kids off because they're separated to Mason, who was living with his sister at the time. Allegedly, he told Fraser that he was going to take the kids to their martial arts, you know, after school stuff. But when she arrived, he was waiting for her. Mm. He knew she was dropping the kids off and he set out to kill her. And he did this in front of the children who were eight and 11 years old. Oh my God. He jumped into her. So um, he, when he attacked her, he, um, he stabbed her like repeatedly. Then he jumped into her car, sped off. He ends up crashing into a cop car. The cop ends up with serious injuries as a result of the accident, um, but he doesn't stop there. He takes off running. He's finally arrested. Meanwhile, his wife is bleeding out in the driveway with oh, the he kids. He pulled there. her body out of the car and yeah. got in her car. Yeah. Mason's sister is there and she reports the stabbing to 911. In the 911 footage, this is going to make me upset. <laughs> her little eight year old, I know, I'm sorry. It's early. <laughs> But her little eight-year-old daughter is in the background saying, where's mommy? What did you do to mommy? And then Mason says to her, she's dead. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then what's even awful is on that body cam footage from the cops, um, he's, you know, screaming to the children, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, he's screaming uh, when he takes off. So he's charged with aggravated murder, violating a protection officer, grand theft, felonious assault on a peace officer and he pleads guilty uh, immediately like there's no you know he's like i did this and according to Corey schaefer's article for cleveland.com mason told the judge at the time john g haas i wish to take responsibility for my crimes and a cleveland 19 article by chris anderson noted that he took the plea so that his youngest daughter wouldn't have to testify in court and put her through that trauma Fuck you. I know. The trauma, the trauma. that you fucking caused yeah. when you, you murdered her this? mother in front of her. Can you She's going to have trauma children? the rest of her life. She doesn't need to be in court to conf- to tell what Can she you saw. imagine these babies? She's fucked. You piece she, of I, shit. She lost garbage. the only person who fucking loved her, loved with, her, her. Whole, with, with out, every like, fiber of her everything being. Everything that Unlike I read, you, like, you selfish this prick. woman was incredible, loved her kids. Schaefer reported that the Cuyahoga County Prosecutor Michael O'Malley stated, quote, Domestic violence and this kind of domestic abuse crosses all socioeconomic classes and races. And the reality is we see it too often in this community. By making him accept every count, we're attempting to send the message to the people in this county that it will not be tolerated. Uh, unless however, you're a judge and go however, to jail for 10 months for beating the shit you out of your fucking wife. Her, yeah. right? I mean, he's part of him. the city. He didn't yeah. hire him, but he's part yeah. of the city that hired him. Yeah. Fuck right? you. And 10 months? He should have been in jail. It should have been... You know, and, and I'm going to talk about the restraining order. What the hell did I'm this woman do, by the, the way? Restraining what order. did she do to make this fucking guy 
Like what he's is just it? Jealous. What did, he's and, just and I don't mean like she was doing something. Like what in his head was going on? He couldn't have her anymore. You know what I mean? Like you what know? is going on with people like this? So Cleveland 19 reported that Mason was sentenced to 35 years to life, meaning he will not be eligible for parole until after 35 years. At the sentencing, Mason stated, uh, this is according to Cleveland 19, I have failed my daughters. Every day I live, I know that my daughters will live without their mother and father, and that tears me apart. Fuck you. It's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You didn't think about that. Nope. You, because you had time to think about it. You beat her severely and you went to jail for it. Like, did he not have to take anger management? I don't, and, and the restraining order part, which again, I'm going to get to like upsets me, but Fraser's mother, uh, Aisha's mother, Millicent uh, Fraser told Mason at sentencing, what a monster you are. Mm. Like this, this poor mother. Prosecutor O'Malley stated, quote, while the final chapter of this horrific case is now ended, the pain and suffering Lance Mason inflicted upon Miss Fraser's parents, daughters, family, and friends will last forever. She was an ear, this makes, it's just sad. She was an irreplaceable inspiration who touched the lives of an entire community. Our thoughts remain with her loved ones as well as with Officer Flint, who continues to struggle daily as a result of these barbaric actions. And then Ron Williams, Fraser's boyfriend, had this to say, according to the New York Times, Oh, it got taken away by a coward and an abuser enabled by a system that let her and her children down in an unforgivable way. No one stood up to fight for her. That's why he's mad boyfriend right she's got a boyfriend so the aftermath of this um the ohio house passed aisha's law in 2021 Mm. and the law according to laura hancock's cleveland article would quote change how domestic violent cases are handled in the criminal justice system beginning with police and through sentencing offenders so this law would require police to do a screening of uh, of domestic violence calls like so when they come in and they're like, okay, this is a domestic violence and they have this screening process now um, that will help determine the lethality of the crime, mm. especially noting if the victim is in danger of being murdered by the person at some later date. So they'll look for things like strangulation or other violence so that beating that occurred would have been like on this sort of like list, like this scale, right? That a strong indicator of future violence that could lead to death Mm. and she could have then been more protected you know like what is it is has anybody been hit or you know or is it are they just screaming at each other are they did he choke her out like so those are the things to go okay like this is like a really escalated thing and then they can have a marker that this guy is very violent it's noted in all the records so if she goes for a restraining order or right all of those things can then help offer her more protection and other folks um, cause we know that, that not just women face domestic violence, but anyone to facing domestic violence from a partner. Mm. So the thing that I thought was interesting in the case is John Haas. Uh, he was actually a retired judge according to Schaefer's Cleveland article. Um, and the other judges all knew Mason. So obviously like they had to recuse themselves. So they had to bring in oh this retired God, judge. Dude, yeah. Another thing I found interesting is the plea deal. So we've seen this um, on this show where if someone does a plea, like charges get dropped in exchange for the plea, but not in this case. They, the po- prosecutor's office was like, we're not dropping any charges. I don't care. Like you want to plea out? We're not dropping anything. And he took the plea. And I think it was maybe like death, maybe. I don't know if they have the death penalty, but they didn't offer him anything. We're, they're like, we're not dropping any charges. Mm. And the thing is, he had a res- she had a restraining order. 
against him um, from that beating. But Mason's sister worked to help Mason get custody of the kids. And because she worked to do that, then Fraser had to like have contact with him for exchanging the children. Oh my God. So if that didn't happen, like she wouldn't have had to even deal there. Yeah. with him. I, I like, why did he get custody? I would. Why would you did do he that get for your brother? Would you do that for your no. brother? No. Me neither. And no. I love my brother. I love my brother. Me too. But I'd be like, bro, you didn't get your shit together. You beat the hell out no. of her. No. Leave Amen. her alone. Leave the kids alone. Let them heal. Mental. She's mental too. What happened Come in on. that fucking house to those kids? You know? You know what I'm saying? Something's wrong with those two. So that's the story of the murder of uh, Aisha Fraser by Judge Lance Man- uh, Mason. I'm sorry. I just, I, I was doing something else and then I came across this and I was like, what? Oh my God, it's fucking wild. He's a horrible human being. Yeah. And this is someone who was presiding over cases and making decisions and he's a hothead and I don't even, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Mm. He should have been in jail. Yeah. He should have He should have been in jail for a decade. Yeah. At for least. that beating. For that beating. Maybe he then would have calmed the fuck down. Right? Got a perspective on life and it wasn't like- you know, the woman. Oh my God, dude. All right. Hopefully you're lifting us. I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's early morning depression. Hi. Hi. <laughs> this is Beer in Front. Every week I'll talk about a beer that maybe we've forgotten along the way while we get those check-ins and badges. Being the Chicago beer guy, I'll also talk about great craft beer in the city of Chicago. And remember, Sometimes the beer in front of you is the best one yet. That's Beer in Front, part of the Odd Pods Media Network. Um, okay, so because of the rise of Nazis oh. in America again, yeah, the bubbling course. up of shit that's already been there forever, I thought I would cover <sighs> some, some old Nazi stuff. Oh God! Where where some of this stuff came from, and I found um, this group called the America First Committee. Oh no! And so I thought I would talk about that. Oh God! Now I'm scared. Okay, are we gonna have Nazis come? Out? <laughs> <laughs> so the America First Committee, or AFC, was the foremost United States isolationist pressure group against American entry into World War II. Okay, oh. so isolationists think that America should stand yes. on its own. Yes, don't yes, help yes, anybody yes. else. Keep the blinders on. Only take care of Americans. That's yeah. it, right? So it was launched in September 1940, and it surpassed 800,000 members in 450 chapters at its peak. The AFC principally, principally supported isolationism for its own sake, and its coalition included many mis- Midwesterners, Republicans, conservatives, socialists, students, and leading industrialists. But it was controversial for the anti-Semitic and pro-fascist views of some of its most prominent speakers, leaders, and oh members. Oh, my God. Very much reminds me of Republican Party where um, there's a whole bunch of members and then there's a few that are like Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. And the other ones are like, it's okay. Like Rubio, right? Like Rubio, Marco Rubio's okay with a Nazi. Yeah. Like going door to door for his, with his information. Can you imagine that? And it's like. Can you imagine that? They just go like this. And it's and like, guess what, Rubio? That Nazi don't like you. Yeah. And it's okay that to Nazi distance yourself. That Nazi doesn't like you. And it's okay to distance yourself. It's okay to say Nazis are bad. Like you can do that. People will still vote for you. Can you imagine that we're in a world where people are afraid to say that Nazis are bad? Yeah. 
it's true. That's how the Republican Party is today. It's weird. There's literally nothing you can do that they won't be like, it's all right. It's very weird. Yeah. American isolationism of the late 1930s had many adherents. And as historian Susan Dunn has written, quote, isolationists and uh, anti-interventionalists came in all stripes and colors, ideological, economic, ethnic, geographical, making up this eclectic coalition where farmers, union leaders, wealthy industrialists, college students, newspaper publishers, wealthy patricians, and newly arrived immigrants. There were Democrats, Republicans, socialists, communists, and anti-communist radicals, pacifists, and simple FDR haters. Much of the impetus uh, for this isolationism came from the college students with Yale University being a particularly strong outpost of such sentiments. So I have been thinking about this. I've been thinking about the Ivy Leagues, mm-hmm. and I think that we need to start calling out the Ivy Leagues. Yeah. Because they, they're, everyone's like, oh, they're these bastions of, you know, liberalness. And that might be the case. But the people that the Ivies have pumped out. Yeah. Not the Ron DeSantis's, yeah. the Trumps. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, a bunch of oftentimes um, entitled, arrogant jerks who get put in the fraternities. And, and we know it's, it's, it's this insidious web mm-hmm. that starts with the super elite who get their kids into the super elite schools, yeah. who then get their, their paws into uh, Wall Street and DC and Silicon Valley and all of that stuff. Like it's clear to keep the money right at a certain level and screw these Ivies. I agree. I swear to God, my son gets a full ride to Harvard. No, we don't want to go to your school. Yeah. Until you start, stop churning out monsters that are destroying our country and start, stop catering to these elite assholes. Hmm. I'm sorry. The America First Committee was established on September 4th, 1940 by Yale Law School student R. Douglas Stewart Jr., son of R. Douglas Stewart, co-founder of Quaker Oats. Stewart had been part of an earlier anti-interventionist student organization at Yale Law School, one that began in the spring of 1940 and included future President Gerald Ford, future U.S. Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart, and future diplomat Eugene Locke as signatories to an initial organizing letter. Now, listen, this doesn't mean they're anti-Semitic. It just means they think that we shouldn't get involved in other country's problems i kind of understand i get i get 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 part of it why are we in this war? but when we talk about world war ii and mass genocide right of a people and that's the thing like that maybe we should get involved we're superpower well and that's like the moral question like what is uh the obligation right of one country to another country Right. right right i mean we see it now even with what's happening in ukraine does there come a point where other countries right have to step in right right I to, agree. you it's, know what i mean a, like it's, it's it's a large question and that's why they have you know um you know nato they have all these things to to help deal with that but it's a question and some people feel like no we should not get involved in other countries business because we wouldn't want an, a, a country to get involved in our business right mm. like if we had some civil war breakout in america would we want countries coming in and and fighting with another side you know that's you know what i mean like so i get it like and which side are they choosing (laughs) it's it's a complicated issue so but when there's genocide you're right yeah when when millions of people are dying right it's time to step in yeah it's clear and like you have a responsibility to humankind yeah 
Stewart dropped out of Yale to focus on the anti-intervention cause and summer and during summer of 1940, he and uh, Brewster found support for the cause among politicians in Washington and party conventions and among corporate figures in Stewart's home of area of Chicago. On September 5th, the committee was publicly launched in a national radio broadcast by retired General Hugh S. Johnson. Um, America First chose retired Brigadier General Robert E. Wood, the 61-year-old chairman of Sears, Roebuck, and Company, to preside over the committee. Organizationally, America First had an executive committee of about seven people in size and that took the lead in forming America First policies. It included Wood, Stewart, and several businessmen from the Midwest. There was a larger national committee, which was composed of prominent individuals who supported America First's aims. Which is smart. Get people who are famous to right. spread your message, and that's how people will join, right? right? Members of the National Committee included advertising executive Chester Boyles, diplomat William Richard uh, Richard Castle Jr., journalist John T. Flynn, writer and social, socialite Alice Roosevelt Longworth, who I covered on the yeah. podcast, the It Girl, military officer and politician Hanford McNeeter, novelist Kathleen Norris, New Deal administration, Administrator George Peak, and World War One ace and, and aviation executive Eddie Rickenbacker. Over the, co- the course of the organization's existence, some 50 people were part of the National Committee. Finally, there were f- uh, local chapters organized in cities and towns of various size when, wherever there was this anti-interventionist feeling. Serious organization and recruitment efforts took place from Chicago, the national headquarters at the time. These included the taking out of full-page advertisements in leading newspapers in various cities and playing radio adver- uh, broadcasts. Fundraising drives produced about 370000 from 25,000 contributors, which was a lot of money at the time. It's a lot of money. Yeah, and you put a lot of ads out for that money. Yeah. Nearly half came from a few millionaires, such as William H. Regnery uh, from the Vic Chemical Company, General Robert E. Wood from Sears Roebuck, who was in the organization, and Joseph M. Patterson, who was a publisher of the New York Daily News. At its peak, America First claimed 800 to 850,000 members in 450 chapters, making the AFC one of the largest it's, anti-war it's, organizations it's, in the history big. of I mean, the United Jesus. States. Yeah, but again, it's very it's like any chapter, right? You have your main chapter and yeah. then it the, yeah. the, the, the on, on the big level and the state level and the local level. And, yeah. and they they Trickled did it. Down. Yeah, they did it. Two thirds of the members were located within 300 miles of Chicago because that was like the main hub. Um, there were almost no AFC chapters in the America South where traditions of involvement in the military were strong. Right. There were, a lot of the Southerners go to war. They yeah. support the military. And so they're not going to be against Right. Fighting for this country. Right. They're right. patriots, I guess. You Especially, know what I'm saying? Like coming out of World War One. Yeah. And as the AFC never had a national membership form or national dues and local chapters were quite quite autonomous. Historians point out that the organization's leaders really had no idea how many members they actually had. <laughs> the America First Committee attracted the sympathies of political figures, including Democratic Senators Burton Wheeler of Montana, David Walsh of Massachusetts, Republican Senators Gerald Nye of North Dakota, and Henrik Shipstead of Minnesota. Um, one of the founding members of the Wisconsin Progressive Party was also a prominent member, Philip La Follette. Um, and they would all go around and speak at rallies. They had celebrities speaking at rallies, including actress Lillian Gish and architect Floyd, Frank Lloyd Wright. Well, Another future president, John F. Kennedy, contributed $100 with an attached note saying, quote, what you are doing is vital, end oh, quote. okay. Wow. So their mission. <laughs> when the war began in, in September 1939, most Americans, including politicians, demanded neutrality regarding Europe. Okay. 
Although most Americans supported strong measures against Japan, Europe was the focus of the America First Committee. The public mood was changing, however, especially after the fall of France in the, in the spring of 1940. Still, while a majority of the public favored sending material assistance to Great Britain in its fight against Nazi Germany, a majority also wanted the United States to stay out of direct participation in the war. There were various uncoordinated isolationist groups active during from 1939 to 1940, but the public discourse by President Roosevelt of the Destroyers for Bases deal led to the announcement the following day, September 4th, 1940, of the America First Committee, which would become the strongest group. So basically, Roosevelt made a deal with Britain that we would give them destroyers right. if they let us come onto some bases that they had right. around the around the world. And so they were even against that. Like, this is just going to trickle in and make right. us get involved in this war. Right. But if Roosevelt gives a, a beautiful speech. Um, I think it's the year later, like in 1941, where mm. he's talking about like worldwide, like yeah, who, people deserve freedom, and, yeah. you know? Yes. And um, it's like a State of the Union address or whatever, but... Um, because he's probably combating like all yeah. of these ideas right. that like, w you know, we have not that, and he's not saying in that there's nothing in that speech. that's like, we're, you know, there to enact that freedom anywhere. He's just saying like worldwide people deserve freedom of religion, yeah. like belief to freedom, to believe in any God they believe in, you know, freedom to have a house over your head and your needs, take a get freedom from fear and all of yeah. that, you know? In its announcement, the AFC advocated four basic principles. The United States must build an impregnable defense of America, for America. No foreign power nor group of powers can successfully attack a prepared America. American democracy can be preserved only by keeping out of the European war. And for an aid short of war weakens national defense at home and threatens to involve America in war abroad. The America First Committee launched a petition aimed at enforcing the 1939 Neutrality Act, because I guess that was a thing that we signed that we wouldn't get involved, mm -hmm. and uh, forcing President Franklin D. Roosevelt to keep his pledge to keep America out of the war. The committee profoundly distrusted Roosevelt and argued that he was lying to the American people. On January 11th, 1941, the day after Roosevelt's Lend-Lease Bill was submitted to the U.S. Congress, Wood promised AFC opposition with all the vigor it can exert. Mm. So this is, again, this is when they wanted to use those bases, you know. Yeah. Okay. America first staunchly opposed the conv con convoying of ships involved in the U.S. Navy, believing that any exchange of fire with German forces would likely pull the United States into the war. Consequently, America first objected to any material assistance to Britain and remained firm in its belief that Nazi Germany posed no military threat to the United States itself. Uh, but, but, but here's the, like, here's my point. So they're going to take over all of Europe mm -hmm. and then what? They're yeah. not going to stop. Yeah. Right. Like, so they, they say they don't have a military threat to the United States. But my point is like, what about the human beings that are being not murdered by the Nazis? Right. That's the reason to get involved in the war. It has right. nothing to do with a, a United States safety. Right. It's about saving the lives of millions of Jewish people who are being murdered in ovens. Children, right. women, children, everyone. I mean, but they, they're they overlooking the atrocity that's right. actually happening in Germany well, and spreading throughout Europe. They're take, they, they took over France for fuck's sake. Yeah. And I mean, this part, so ever since Nazi Germany, we have had uh, genocides happening in other countries that we don't get involved in. Mm. And so that's an issue too of, you know, why get involved in one if we're not getting involved in others like do those genocides not matter as much as what was happening and obviously they all matter but you know as a military power 
it's important for the United States to make sure that Europe doesn't go, you know, right. asunder, right? right? So there's also like that at play too. You know what I mean? Because I think of like other countries like in, you know, Africa and whatnot where like genocides were happening that we didn't get involved in or, and protect those people. Yeah. Especially well, and also for, if there's no interest um, for us. For, and for, for, for uh, you know, sexuality and, and mm-hmm. things like that or, you know... And then you think of like uh, the Armenian people. Like I, ju- it's just like it's just never, never ending. Ends. What are we? Doing? The America First Committee was not a pacifist organization, however, and it bases beliefs around the aim that the United States would embody preparedness with a modern mechanic, mechanicized uh, army and navy that would be strong in both the Atlantic and Pacific um, oceans. The principal pressure pressure group opposing America First was the Committee to Defend America by Aiding the Allies, which argued that a German defeat of Britain would in fact endanger American security, and which. Uh, uh, argued that aiding the British would reduce, not increase, the likelihood of the United States being pulled into the war. Like, let's go in and I snuff know. this out before it gets any worse. Yeah, it's like the stupidest thing I've ever yeah, heard. It's and it's right. We have uh, interests in this in these countries succeeding and being profitable right. and being good allies against. You know, Especially we need them to if be you successful. think like they get Europe, you have Japan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, people are like, worried about so, Poland. If Ukraine falls to the to, to Russia now, people uh, Poland's next, right? Like that's what people are worried about. The it's le- crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It spreads. I the Lend-Lease bill, bill was debated fiercely in Congress for two months, and the America First Committee devoted its strength towards defeating it. But with the addition of a few amendments, it was passed with solid margins in both houses of Congress and signed into law in March 1941. In the end, America First failed in all its efforts <laughs> to prevent Roosevelt's increasingly close relationship with Britain and failed in its efforts to legislatively block Roosevelt's actions. Okay, so... The reason why I wanted to cover this is because of the anti-Semitism that rises oh in my this organization. God. And America first is something that we still hear today. We hear it all the time. It's a real, it, and so these were kind of the origins of it. And I'm also at the end of this going to go and talk about how we still hear it today as of even this week. Yeah. So um, <laughs> let's let's get into it. I'm according, so sick of it. I know. According to the historian Susan Dunn, well, here's the other thing. It's using anti-Semitism and like racial bait, race baiting in an, in, in the disguise of we're trying to take care of you. Right. Right. And so what I, when doing this story, what I have come to, cause I've been like working through my thoughts about it this week is that I don't know anything the Republican party has done that is actually productive for, for working people. All right. they have done from here, even from the 1800s forward is cr- try to produce fear Right. And uh, divide us. And that's how they win. And they still do those. They have those they tactics do today. They the same thing they, today. They do not put bills together or legislation that actually helps people. They want to divide us and, and put fear in us. And, and that's how they stay in power. What have they actually done that has benefited working class American people? Not corporations, not their rich friends. What has the Republican Party they actually done, done shit. besides stoking fear? And, 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 and dividing people and dividing us against each other. And the best thing it's like, they, they, they are openly saying how they want to like take away social security, like all these things that, bad things, bad things that people need. Yeah. That their very voters need. Yeah. And they're not paying attention to that. Yeah. And the other thing that they're trying to do is they are trying, I I, I mean, you said it fascist, right? With, with, with with DeSantis, there was that Wisconsin governor who's like, Basically saying, like, if we lose an election, we didn't lose an election. If you have a leader of a state who's saying, like, I'm not going to step down or or these races are right. going to be contested until their people win and they all win, 
right? Like that's the plan right. is governor, 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 and changing these state laws so that they can always remain in power despite having the majority of people not wanting them in power. Right. Right. And the same thing with the electoral college, like why don't they want to get rid of that? Because a state like California that has more Democrats in it has the same representation as a state like Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't work anymore to what our country has like evolved evolved into. Mm -hmm. And it's all about them maintaining power and squeezing everybody out. Yeah. And then that majority is going to rule. And you said it last week. You said it last week that when, when on a federal level, everybody else has to deal with DeSantis, then they're going to be like, oh shit, what did we do? And it's going to be too late by them. Even maybe, but like, Here's the thing too. I've been watching that Nexium uh, documentary on uh, the Nexium cult, like this sex cult that that guy had in New York. That oh yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But the, the thing that I find the most fascinating is it's it's what the, it's the same thing we see in politics and we talk about it all the time too. Is that they know better than anybody how to manipulate us. They know how to pit us against each other. As like you may be a poor white, but at least you're not black. It's disgusting. They've been doing that since slave days when slaves were given freedom and they were, and and they were uh, poor blacks started to organize with poor whites against their, the, the, the people they were working for in companies, white people, the the rich whites came in and said to the poor whites, we'll make you the police. You can, you'll be the law enforcement of the town. And then the poor whites were like, well, fuck y'all. Fuck black, fuck the poor blacks. We're not with you, even though we're the same. We're on the same, we're both being disenfranchised. We're both marginalized right. organiz- groups. They said, fuck you. And then abandoned their black counterpart right. to get, to be given power and have their nose up about that's because human. Somehow human wants, they want, we want community. We want to be a part of something. We, we will root for someone, even if it goes against Herschel Walker paying for abortions. When you look at those folks in those parking lots and they're talking to them and they're like, you think abortion is murder? And the guy's like, yeah, abortion's murder. And he goes, well, you know, like Herschel Walker paid yeah. for abortions. Well, yeah. And it's like, if you can so it's lose, okay. It's okay for him, but how, no Democrats. But how is it your moral ground? How is I that know. your moral sticking point? It's like abortion is murder. And, 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 but you are allowing news and media to twist it to where you can accept and lose your moral ground. That is fucking endlessly fascinating to me. It's endlessly fascinating to me. It, who are you as a human being if that's your thing? Yeah. But how the, can the, you say you're okay with it? And then- and vote, vote for him. They're going to yeah. vote for him. Right. It's the stupidest thing. It's but wild. They won't, they won't vote for a Democrat who maybe never paid for an abortion or who says, personally, I don't believe in abortion, but I would never take away a woman's rights. We can't vote for that right. guy, but we'll vote for the guy who's like, abortion is bad, but I'm having abortion. Like, yeah, pay- women multiple women. paying for women to have abortion. Multiple women. It doesn't make sense. Which is fine. Great. Pay for all the people yeah, who want abortion. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm but for also, it. But-, but also, you know. <sighs> It's just, it's fascinating. It's endlessly fascinating to me. If you can get a group of people who are, feel vulnerable, like they're losing their, I put a post up that said, you know, Tuesday, you know, Sunday, oh, don't forget yeah. to turn the, turn your clocks back. And Tuesday, don't forget to vote because we're going to go back 50 years in this country. I saw somebody who I've been recently, I knew from high school, but I recently became friends with them on social media. And it said the same thing with, in the first part. And the second part said, I can't wait for Tuesday so that we can um, have, um, 
bring this country back to when we had respect manners oh like, my and god and i thought to myself that's the complete opposite uh, of what actually is happening uh, they have no respect uh, for you yeah but they the, have no like, but their idea was what we want to go back to respect right where yeah. women where, obey their husbands yeah, when america was home, great when america right was great. like they don't Look and black people knew their place and black people knew break. black people knew their place give me a break yeah so give me a break. According to the historian Susan Dunn, I hate everything. quote, seeking to brand itself as a mainstream organization, America first struggled with the problem of anti-Semitism of some of its leaders and many of its members, end quote. The group had some Jewish members at the outset. Sears heir and philanthropist Lessing J. Rosenwald was on the National Committee. Former California Congresswoman Florence Prague Khan was a member and the first public publicity director for the New York chapter was Jewish. However, the automotive pioneer and infamous anti-Semite Henry Ford had joined the, the national committee at the same time as Rosenwald, which soon led to Rosenwald resigning. In response, America first removed Ford from the national committee and also it's trying, tried, and also removed Avery Brundage, whose actions in the 1936 Berlin Olympics were associated with anti-Semitism. Holy shit, I looked this up. Brundage was the head of, he was a former Olympian, okay? American guy. He was the head of the Olympics when they took place in Berlin okay. in 1936. Before that, okay, so you know how they pick Olympics like four years ahead yeah. of time? Oh, it's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. in Brazil. There's a huge yeah. announcement. Four years, we're going to be in Brazil. And everyone's vying for that because it's exciting. Yeah, and, and Berlin, money Berlin and was chosen for 1936 before Nazis took, in, took yeah. over. Then during that time, before it happens, right. Nazis rise to power and people are like, we need to cancel the Olympics. Thank you. We should not have the Olympics there. Oh, no, no, no. Brundage is like, no, no, no. We're going to we're gonna have it. It's going to be in Berlin. It's going to be fine. So he refused to boycott it, continues to go on. But then do you remember what happens then in the 1936 Berlin Olympics? 11 Israeli team members were murdered. Yeah. Were taken and murdered. Okay. And then when everyone was like, we should cancel the games. 11 Olympians were just murdered. He's like, no, 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 no. The games will go on. And so it was just bad. Yeah. He's clearly. It's because he's doing, you know, he's, he's doing meth with uh, Hitler on the side. Yeah. And they, they're out of their minds. They're out of their fucking minds. You ever oh, see fine. that footage of, of Hitler where he's like, no. Because, oh you know, they were all meth heads. They were all like amped up on, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> on like uh, amphetamines, you know? So like they're all, they, they, they were all nuts. Oh my God. And the footage, he's just like sitting at some like, you know, sporting event and he's just shaking. And it's like, Jesus. how are they listening to this binged out like. Yeah. Meth heads. You know, meth head who's tweaking in the middle who's of a freaking basically game. Basically, <laughs> basically somebody who we'd laugh now on cops. We oh laugh my at this god! Guy. Yeah, or, there or he it's is. It's not really yeah. it's funny, but I guess you know what I mean. Attempts by America First to recruit other Jewish people to the National Committee found no takers. Yeah. As Dunn wrote, "quote The problem of anti-Semitism remained. Some chapter leaders spewed anti-Semitic accusations, while others invited anti-Semitic speakers to address their members." End yeah. quote. Hey, come and, and speak. But P.S. Do you want to come join our club? But, but here's, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. And this is what I this is what I say to the Republican Party and any member of it and any person who's a candidate who's yeah. or an elected official. If you have a problem and with anti-Semitism being linked to your party or you're a hot, every KKK whites, proud boys, white supremacists and Nazis are out not only supporting you, they're parading for you. They're rooting right. for you. They're at the polling places, no fucking lie, in South Florida. Oh, my with God. With their Proud Boy gears on, and they're handing out flags. your material, yeah. going door to door in, in Hialeah, handing out your material. If that's who you're associating with, you deeply need to consider what you're doing. Yep. It's not that bad that you need to get votes like that. 
You can denounce it. If you lose, you lose with honor and integrity. If Rubio loses because he, he says, I don't support Proud Boys, KKK, white nationalism. I don't support the Nazis. I, I, I denounce all of you. You're all fucking horrible human beings, right? If he were to do that, he would lose votes. I think he would still win, to be <laughs> honest. But he would lose votes. Right. And that's okay. But he wouldn't lose that many, you know, like it's i'm just but saying it's the infiltration it's you really the infiltration should... of these and we have seen it we have seen it in broward from when we first did when we first did women's march yeah do you remember that event that we were at were you there at the uh at the pride museum when those guys came in with the yeah i was at i was at that class it yeah was a class yeah 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 i was there too you were yeah where remember. they came in and yes. they, they stood there and i was like looking around like yeah, where am scary. i going what what yeah. And the poor speaker yes. standing, I was like, what is happening right now? I can't now? believe you were at that class. That's so weird. Yeah. So this is, that's so weird. <laughs> so there weren't that many people there. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, like this, this is happening. This is happening in our counties. It's happening all across because if it can happen in Broward. Yeah. It's happening everywhere. Yeah. Think about the smaller. Oh God. Places that they're, they're. Again, it's this insidious web. I just know this. If 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 we started having followers that were pro Nazis and they were commenting yeah, on our I'd be posts, like, get like, out. you guys are great. We love white women, white white power. I'd, I'd be, be like, like we need out. to cancel the podcast. Yeah, because we're clearly a t we're appealing to people we don't want to be associated yeah. with. You know what I mean? Like we don't support this. No. So like, start questioning. Start questioning. But do you know what? They they don't do that. They fucking lean into it. They, fall, they lean and, into it, and everybody it. falls in line. Yeah. So the world-famous American aviator Charles Lindbergh was admired in Germany and was allowed to see the buildup of the German Air Force in Luftwaffe in 1937. He had been living in Germany, became friends with Nazis. He loved the Nazi party. He was a fucking famous anti-Semitic Nazi, Charles Lindbergh. Did we know, did you know this? Like awful, awful fucking human being. I didn't know. He was impressed by its strength and secretly reported his findings to the general staff of the U.S. Army, warning them that the U.S. had fallen behind and that it must urgently build up its aviation. Oh Lindbergh, who had feuded with the Roosevelt administration for years, delivered his first radio speech on September 5th, 15th, 1939, th through all three major radio networks, which is how people got their information yeah. then, right? Well, they would sit... You know, by yeah. the radio and listen. Listen and to what he says. Voicing his belief that people of Northern and Western European descent were the safeguards of civilization, red flag, or, you yeah. know, dog whistle, against Asia, his speech argued that instead of fighting, all of Europe and the United States should, quote, defend the white race against foreign invasion, end quote. Oh. Okay. For the first half of America first. 15 months of existence, the group and Lindbergh kept at arm's length from each other as Stuart was leery of being too closely associated with some of the extreme views of Lindbergh's circle. Wood, however, wanted to bring Lindbergh on. And on April 10th, 1941, it was agreed that Lindbergh would join the National Committee <laughs> with the Aviator's first rally appearance taking place on April 17th at the Chicago Arena. Once he did join, Lindbergh became America First's most prominent speaker. His involvement significantly increased rally attendance and organization membership, but it also greatly increased the level of criticism that America First faced from interventionalists and from the Roosevelt administration. On June 20th, 1941, Lindbergh spoke to 30,000 people in Los Angeles, and it was billed as, it was called the Peace and Preparedness Mass Meeting. Wow. 
Lindbergh criticized the movements that he perceived were leading America into the war and proclaimed that the U.S. was in a position that made it virtually impregnable. I don't know. He also claimed that the interventionists and the British who called for the defense of England really meant the defeat of Germany. That's right! Germany is being led by Nazis! (laughs) We want to kill it! We want to fucking yes. beat them. We want to to what chop is wrong the head with you? of the snake. And off. how are you? How in what fucking universe do you not understand that the defeat of Germany also means saving the lives of millions of people? They don't care. That they're though. putting in ovens children, uh. children because of the, their their religion. What the fuck? It's not saving Germany. It's beating the Nazis. It's defeating Nazis. I I think really. Um, fucking asshole everybody needs to read the book night uh by Weissel mm-hmm. because he has a whole account of his time from when he's 15 years old oh through all God. the concentration camps and it's a beautiful story and it's so damn sad and in the beginning he's like this kid that just he wants to take all these lessons and love God and then in the middle like this horrific thing happens and he goes there's God yeah. Hanging dead. Yeah. That's what God is. God well, is dead. And he loses his entire dude, faith. That's the his entire belief in God disappears. And when you read his horrific account, and everyone, and it's not, of course, now it's like schools are banning it because yeah. <laughs> God forbid that we like learn, learn and read something. And it's, and, and I remember, have, so we and I get have repeated. taught this book repeatedly. And it's hard for kids. Yeah. Some of the scenes are horrific mm-hmm. with babies. Yeah. And she'll, it's horrific. It's horrific. But there's good conversations to be had about it. Of course. This is why we read these things so we don't repeat them. It's the, it's the, I heard Ricky Gervais tell this joke on comedians in cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. And I don't remember if he said if it was his joke or if it was somebody else's joke. It's an incredible joke. You ready? This guy, this Jewish uh, Holocaust, Holocaust survivor dies and goes to heaven and he's, he walks through the pearly gates and he sees God and God's, and he says to God, God, the, you know, the Holocaust was horrible. It's like murder and, 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 you know, on and on and on, going on and on about it. And, uh, God's like, yeah, that sounds terrible. And, and the guy says, well, I guess you had to be there. It's true. Right. <laughs> how are you, how are you believing in how all of this? Anybody, how, 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 if God's got, you're praying to a God. And this is the suffering that and happens. I mean, and I remember reading like Diary of Anne Frank in, in middle school and like crying at the end of that book. And like, you know, like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, like, like that people can't, I'm like a mess today emotionally, but like, mm. I just don't understand why there is so much hate in people's hearts. Like, I don't get it. I understand that it's all like stemming from fear, but like what kind of party is celebrating that? Or using that fear and manipulating it to stay in power it's evil shit yeah it's evil to align yourselves with folks who are doing and thinking evil things right to stay in power is out that's not the reason you should be in no. office that's not the reason you ever ran for or they office think it's funny that's not the reason it's it's incredible and if that's if that's who you're aligning yourself with it you should you really need to do a reality check yeah like there's other work you can do another job, but if you, you should be ashamed if you're part of a party that is supported actively today in 2022 by Nazis, get out. You need to leave that party, abandon it at will or, or 
Force them out. Fight. Force them out. Fight it. That's what you need to do. If you believe in the Republican message of small government, less government, which is <laughs> oh what they're God. supposed to be. That's what I always knew, right? It's, I know, I know but it's believe, like the biggest joke. If you think the, gover- the government takes too much money in our taxes, all those if that's what you believe, then fight for your party. Don't bend at will to people like Donald Trump or Roger Stone or Nazis or Proud Boys or, or whoever. You're, you're doing the wrong thing and it doesn't sit well. And, and in, in the end, you are ruining this country. You're dragging, you're, you're putting drag shows in people firebombing donut shops for having a drag show in Louisiana. You're doing the wrong thing and your message and what you're supporting breeds violence and hate. And it's not necessary. It's not. And we talk about the drag show. Did you see that woman? She did this post where she says this, I forget what state, maybe Louisiana. Oh, where she says, you know, I've never been raped at a drag show, but I've been raped in church twice. Yeah. And been told that it's her fault. Right. Right. That's religion. Yeah. Institutions. Yeah. Right there. Cover it's up, always cover the up. women's fault. Yeah. We cover it all up and nobody talks about that evil. Right. right? We just have to accept God. Give me a break. Fuck off. I'm, I'm over it. Fuck you. Okay. A speech that Lindbergh delivered to a rally in Des Moines, Iowa, and on September 11th, 1941, may have significantly raised tensions. He identified the forces pulling America into the war as the British, the Roosevelt, Roosevelt administration, and American Jews. Wow. While he expressed <laughs> sympathy for the plight of the Jews in Germany. Oh, did he? He argued that entries and <laughs> en- that America's entry into the war would serve them a little better. Oh, <laughs> here's this speech. It's uh, it's a little bit long, but here we go. It's a part of a speech. Okay, are you ready? Quote: It is not difficult to understand why Jewish people desire the overthrow of Nazi Germany. <laughs> the persecution they suffered in Germany would be sufficient to be- make bitter enemies of any race. No person with a sense of the dignity of mankind can condone the persecution the Jewish race suffered in Germany, but no person of honesty and vision can look on their pro-war policy here today without seeing the dangers involved in such a policy, both for us and for them. Instead of agitating for war, the Jewish groups in this country should be opposing it in every possible way, for they will be among the first to feel its consequences. Wow. Which is, to me, a threat. Tolerance is a virtue that depends upon peace and strength. History shows that it cannot survive war and devastation. A few farsighted Jewish people realize that this this and stand opposed to intervention, but the majority still do not. Their greatest danger to this country lies in their large ownership and influence in our motion pictures, our press, our radio, and our government, end quote. They Which it's just, a threat. If yeah, you continue still to do this, this today, if you if you send our boys, if you send our boys to war and they die right. here in America, we're going to take it out on the Jewish people here. That's it's, a threat. It's, it's a mess. This, what, if, what if, a, if we go to disgusting. war, they're going to pay for it. What a disgusting speech. Many condemned this speech as anti-Semitic. Journalist Dor- Dorothy Thompson wrote the, uh, for the New York Herald an opinion that many shared, quote, I am absolutely certain that Lindbergh is pro-Nazi, end quote. <laughs> 
Republican presidential candidate Wendell Wilkie criticized the speech as, quote, the most un-American talk made in my time by any person of national <sighs> reputation, end quote. Wow. That's a Republican presidential candidate who had some fucking balls. I don't know much about him. I'm wow. sure he's crazy as hell, whatever. I don't know. But wow. that's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> yeah. When you see Nazis holding banners in Orlando, DeSantis, don't take two days. Right. The minute you fucking see it, you say this is un-American and we don't fucking stand for that right. in Florida. And when things happen in Jacksonville and our states in our state's capital. He doesn't do it. Doesn't denounce because it. Because he's afraid or he's just purely a fascist evil dictator and he wants it he wants to hang on to them because he knows that using them will keep him in power well remember god appointed him god appointed him oh i forgot god must be a nazi yeah god is a nazi can that be the title of this episode i'm gonna write it down uh, and then we're gonna discuss it and it's gonna be a no but i'm writing it down anyway (laughs) in the end Lindbergh's remarks hurt the cause of the isolationists during the period after Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union had signed the Molotov uh, Ribbentrop Trop non-aggressive pact, most American communists were opposed to United States entering World War II and they tried to infiltrate or take over America first. So Germany and Russia come to Nazi Germany and right. Soviet Union come together and they sign saying, All right, we're not gonna invade you. You're not gonna invade us. Russia's like, keep going about your business. Uh-huh. We won't bother with you. Sure. Yeah. But after June 1941, when Hitler launched Operation Barbosa, <laughs> the invasion of the Soviet Union, yep. they received, they reversed positions and denounced the AFC as uh, a Nazi front, a group infiltrated by German agents. Oh my God. The aviator and orator Laura Ingalls pro-Nazi rhetoric, Laura Ingalls, uh, pro-Nazi rhetoric and straight-armed Nazi salute salutes on her first America First speaking tour worried the group's leadership but they allowed her to continue because of praise from local chapters where she had spoken oh. so people are like um hey. she's a nazi she's giving a fucking nazi salute here and they're like that's ah, all right the people like her what do you want me to do wow yeah when ingles was arrested in december 1941 and put on trial for being an unregistered nazi agent the prosecution revealed that her handler Gem- german diplomat Jurlich freeher Von Giethenoff <laughs> had encouraged her to participate in AFC activities. Wow. So the Nazis saw this as a pro-Nazi group and was like, get in there and start spreading our fucking message wow. across America. Wow. Various historians have described attempts to keep Nazi and fascist sympathizers out of the chapter as not always successful. Our th- author Max Wallace argues that by summer 1941, extremist elements had successfully hijacked the movement. Okay, but then what happens, right? After the attack of Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941, AFC canceled a rally with Lindbergh at Boston Garden, quote, in view of recent critical developments and the organization's leaders announced their support of the war effort. Lindbergh gave this rationale. Listen to this turn, fucking turn, turn of events. Quote, we have been stepping closer to war for many months. Now it has come and we must meet it as United Americans, regardless of our attitude in the past toward the policy our government has followed. Whether or not that policy has been wise, our country has been attacked by force of arms and by force of arms, we must retaliate, end quote. So, yeah, so when it comes yeah. to, to that. Now that's come to our land, right. our shores. Now we have to fight Now back. we have to come. Right. Meanwhile, millions millions of people have died in Germany right. and across Europe, in France, across Europe. And we've done nothing to help them. But now- But guess what? I feel like today- Same thing. There would not be that turnaround though. No, probably They not. would not admit that they were wrong. Right. They would probably stand even firmer still somehow. You're right, you're right. Uh, 
With the formal declaration of war against Japan, the organization chose to disband. On December 11th, the committee leaders met and voted for dissolution, dissolution uh, the same day upon which Germany and Italy declared war on the United States. In a statement <sighs> released to the press, Italy. the AFC wrote, quote, our principles were right. Had they been followed, war could have been avoided. No good purpose what? can now be served by considering what might have been had our objectives been attained. We are at war. Today, though there may be many important subsidiary condition, con considerations, the primary objective is not difficult to state. It can be completely defined in one word, victory, end quote. Once I war mean, was declared, the national leaders of the America First Committee supported the United States war effort with many serving in some capacity. Similarly, many of the leaders of local chapters volunteered for service in the armed forces, while a few continued to involve themselves in anti-war actions. That's that. So, okay. <laughs> So wow. doing this story, I started, you know, everything. I want to read everything about America First. And the slogan American First, America First, had first was first used in the 1800s in America. Oh. Many politicians who want to appeal to a certain demographic use this term to stir up emotions and feelings, but the root of it is always us versus them, right? right? And it is used to divide people, which as an actor on a global stage, uh, I think is nonsense and dangerous. With the rise of the second clan between 1915 and the mid-1920s in America, they adopted the America First slogan, the clan, right? They carried it on banners and parades. They used it in advertisements and even claimed they owned it by own the copyright, which they don't. Then we see the use by the forming of the America First Committee leading up to World War II. That was clearly anti-Semitic. And then today... On April 27th, 2016, in a speech outlining his foreign policies goals, candidate Donald Trump said, quote, this is the beginning of his campaign. Uh -huh. He said, quote, my foreign policy will always put the interests of the American people and American security above all else. That will be the foundation of every decision that I will make. America first will be the major and overriding theme of my administration, end quote. But let us uh. not forget, let us not forget <laughs> Who was writing his speeches? Yep. Mr. Stephen Miller. Yep. Okay. Stephen Miller, if uh, Tina, who covered him on episode 25 of this podcast, you should please go listen to it. He was known, uh, even in high school, yeah. as being a hardline conservative, anti immigration, and an isolationist. Yeah. Okay. In November 2019, the Southern, Southern Poverty Law Center acquired more than 900 emails that Miller had sent to Breitbart news writer Katie McHugh oh, God, between 2015 <laughs> and 2016. The emails became the basis of an expose that showed that Miller had enthusiastically pushed the views of white nationalist publications such as American Renaissance and V-Dare, as well as the far-right conspiracy websites Infowars and promoted the Camp of the Saints, a French novel circulating among neo-Nazis shaping both White House policy and Breitbart's coverage of racial politics. Can you imagine this? In Can the you White imagine House. This? In our fucking White House. I know. In our fucking government. A bunch of racist assholes. Right. So uh, we're and, also. And dangerous people. Absolutely. Dangerous people. Absolutely dangerous people. So what made me uh, really annoyed this week is that on April 7th, 2021, um, Miller launched. Stephen Miller, you know, he's out. He's uh, such a, he's so gross. He starts, he launches a pack. Okay. It's a legal or conservative legal I'm organization. Sick of, I'm sick of do these you, packs. Get rid of all the damn packs. Do you know what it's called? America First. America First Legal Foundation. 
He knows his history. Yeah. He knows what the connotations of America first. Yep. And that's why he planted it in speeches. That's why he started this organization. And they have ads in media markets all over, around the country, but a spe- spe- uh, specifically in Georgia. And so right now in Georgia, this week is an ad playing. It's 2022. And I'm going to play you that ad. Oh my Are you God. ready? I, I don't know. Hold on. <gasps> Here we go. I'm trying to catch it right from the beginning. Okay. Ready? I I like to turn the screen towards so Tina. Have you seen this? No. Oh girl. Here we go. Racism against white people become okay. Joe Biden put white people last in line for COVID relief funds. Kamala Harris said disaster aid should go to non-white citizens first. Liberal politicians block access to medicine based on skin <gasps> color. Progressive corporations, airlines, universities, all openly discriminate against white Americans. Racism is always wrong. The left's anti-white bigotry must stop. We are all entitled to equal treatment under law. America First Legal paid for this ad. <laughs> oh my god that's the funniest that i've ever seen in my life white people get anything oh, wait a minute where have you been living wait a minute wait a minute where have we it been living it's very easy to mock this ad i know but it no it's scary it is sir it is no it's frightening in areas where poor whites watch television right and it is it is extremely dangerous oh no this is we're starting a race war absolutely yeah. And it's, it is nonsense. It is funny because it's, it's fucking it's crazy. ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. crazy. And the people in the ad are, you know. Yeah. And, but all, none of that is true. None of that is true. White true. people being blocked from taking medication. Nope. Uh, by or, the way, or white people dying in the hospital of COVID. That's because guess what? They didn't get the vaccine. They because, didn't get the vaccine and, and they're taking their, your why, horse tranquilizer. Yeah, why That's did, why they're dying. Why didn't they? Because get, you guys are idiots. Why didn't they take the, tra- why didn't they take the vaccine? I don't know. Do you remember? No, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Who pushed that? Uh, Who pushed the that? The president vaccine? of the United States. Who was a Republican. Ra- and a racist. And a racist. <laughs> and so, he pushed it saying, this is not safe. All this these is not- people are dying. Yeah. And then the whole Fox universe. Fox News, Republican electeds, Republican uh, local electeds. Nobody took, COVID's not real. COVID's right. not real. Co- COVID vaccines are, are dangerous and they're going to uh, manipulate your children's bodies. It's not safe. And, and, the, and, and they, they all start dying. Yeah. And that whole university thing, like, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but we can look historically that, that, that decades, it has been white people who have had access to university and higher education. And now that the the playing field is a little more level, it's not that white student, that they're discriminating against white students. They're looking at all students equally and taking the best students. And guess what? Sorry, Johnny maybe can't go to Harvard this year. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But he's going to go somewhere. Like, give me a break. Well, like, oh my God, my kid didn't get into their first choice. It's racism. No, there was someone who was better. Like, oh, well. Well, we all, that's the other thing. They pit us, it's us versus them. It's so stupid. It's not your fault that this is happening. It's a black person's fault that this (laughs) is happening. It's not your fault that your company, uh, you know, had to lay you off. It's the Jews' fault. Right. Right, because These it can never be companies the, the, aren't hiring white people for the for the party that wants you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. They don't have. They want to teach you to not have individual responsibility oh either. It's not your fault that this right. happened. It's their fault. Yeah, other people are taking your jobs. Give right. me a break. Right, and give me a break. You know what I mean. And so, P.S. The Biden administration has created more jobs. 
by the way, they have created more jobs Hillary in this two years. Hillary Cassell have created like, way more jobs yeah, than Trump ever did. She said Trump just, was like the lowest, one of the lowest. I'm sorry, no, in job okay. creation. I keep interrupting you. I'm like, uh, uh, but uh, Hillary Cassell, there's like said, there's a 17 minute video and it's everything the Biden administration has done in the last two years. And she's like, you have to watch it. Like, that's what we need to be putting out. Yeah. Like it's a 17 minute video and it has to be long because there's so much, there's yeah. so much, but you know what? I don't ever hear it. Like, I don't even know that video existed and I'm like involved yeah. in all of this. Like I have no idea this thing even was a thing. Yeah. Because we don't know how to sell ourselves, sell that ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> You got a hot ass, sell that, it, bitch. That, that video, I, I don't even know what to say about it. I can't believe that it's even airing. And then, what, but and then this but is the problem very, with these packs. It's like, you there's know. lies in it, right? <laughs> like, how does someone discern against a lie? Some, like, there's some grandma sitting in the middle of the Midwest, yeah. right? And this comes on, she's watching, you know, I don't know what she's watching. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Um, she's watching the so are the soap the still soaps, on her stories. The stories are the stories still on so in the middle of the stories here comes this ad and she's like oh my god there's discrimination against white people and now we're scared again right yeah it's like with that movie that that stupid you know the the, the clan movie that came out that like instilled all that fear mm -hmm. uh the birth of a nation right oh. right like it's it's uh, it's like the same thing so they used film because that was like everyone was going right. to the movies now we just put it into people's homes yeah and who's the fact checker yeah but also you know, usually at the end of these commercials, like uh, paid for by DeSantis, right? Like I, it says yeah. who's first. This was very clear. Paid for by America First Legal Foundation or whatever it was, right? Wow. Very, very loud and clear that you, they want you to make sure you hear America first. I because can't those, believe that It's a commercial. dog whistle. It's a clear dog whistle. That's, that is I can't believe that commercial. Right now. And okay. So here's the other thing I thought of when I was doing it's, this. It's, America First has been around since the 1800s. When I say the Republicans haven't done anything, here's the other thing about Republicans and all of this kind of shit these, the, where they try to pit us against each other. They have no original idea ever. They are only ever, we have done this on the podcast, yeah. recycling the same yeah. fucking bullshit over and over and Hate over is again. easy to sell. For over it's a hundred, 200 years, 200 years. They have, they are just recycling fear, public safety, yeah. us versus them. That oh is God. their MO from the get go, motherfuckers, from the get go. How do people just, that's the name of the game. How do people, that's it. How do people, how are you Republican? I don't get it. I don't either. Like, uh, I don't it's get it. It's wild to me. But, but it's Not also, that Democrats are any better, but I feel like, like we criticize Democrats a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, well, here's the thing. Which is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> the other thing is this. This should be easy to combat. Yeah. But with all of this that we're talking about right now, let's see what happens on Tuesday. Oh, God. Let's ha see what happens nationwide <sighs> on Tuesday. Uh, look, I'm doing the sign of the cross. Yeah, uh, listen, I mean, you know, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, let's Ooh. see what happens. Because honestly, that message sells. And we don't have a message that beats it, which is astounding. We don't have a message. It's astounding that we can't beat that fucking hate-filled message. I know what we can't beat that well we don't have a clear and we've talked about this before we we don't have a solid repetition they repeat 
and everybody repeats it. It's like, here's what we're going to say. And then you hear every politician from the local level up repeating those phrases. We don't have that right. in the Democratic Party. Because right when you're repeating, when you're saying something in a speech, then it sticks to people's minds. Right. And we're so all over the place with all, so many issues yeah. that we can't unify. Yeah. Uh, so there needs to be like, so, like, like we need to, to take our, our leaders and, and put them in Knock a bunker together, like Mo in a bunker for yeah. two months. Say you're not coming out unless yeah. there's a plan. Yeah. We'll send food down to you. Yeah. You're not coming out until you co- come up with a strategy, right? Read some history books, figure it out. Like make a plan. Yeah. That's the plan. Go in your bunker. <laughs> Well, like who's, you know, at the end of the day, who are we putting in the bunker? Like at the end I of mean, the day, I mean, that's the problem. We have nobody. Also, like, don't don't swallow the fucking bullshit about Democrats either. If 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 this is who we're looking up to as people, uh, you know, this is not all Democrats. We have incredible leaders. No, we have some, but amazing unfortunately, leadership. they're under the the this umbrella of of uh, you know failure because our leaders are failures. They're failures. And, and, and guess what? Get, and people and don't get, like to be on the losing team and all the time. I'm getting, I'm getting texts from fucking Fetterman. I'm getting texts from Tim Ryan in Ohio. Fuck you. Fuck you. Good luck. Bafangul. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I live in Florida, motherfucker. I've lived under DeSantis. I've under, lived under Rick yeah. Scott. Trump is my fucking neighbor. You think I'm sending money to Pennsylvania and Ohio? Go fuck yourself. They need a better strategy. How fucking dare you? How dare you? They I, need a better strategy. By the strategy. way, is Charlie Chris asking for money from people in, excuse me, from people in Ohio? Is Are there texts going out asking there people might around be. the country to help Florida? There might There's, be. Bitch, please. There's fucking nobody asking for money yeah. for Florida. We are dying here. Yeah. We are on the fucking last legs, last gasp of fucking democracy. They're banning fucking books in Blue Broward County. You can't go and look at a book that's got a picture of fucking Martin Luther King Jr. because it makes white children uncomfortable. It's the, I can't even, I don't even know what to say You want to know how uncomfortable I make my children? I was telling Simon last night. Let me tell you what <laughs> oh, I fucking did. You were did. telling Simon oh, okay. last night that- <laughs> When I went to Washington DC with my children and we were standing in the rotunda that's in the, in the house and they had all these statues, right. Of of marble statues of our fucking great leaders of this fucking shithole country. (laughs) And there was a bust the size of this table of the three, three suffragettes, like Katie Stanton, I think it was, or uh, like, uh, what's her name? Um, you know, Susan B. Anthony, Susan B. Anthony. And my daughter's like, you know, and I said, Oh, these white suffragettes. And and I said, they're traitors. Yeah. They're traitors. They left black women behind yeah. because white men did again what they always do. They said, we'll give you something, but fuck the black women. Right. And the white women said, sure. After their black women traitors. helped them the entire time. By the way, that's the fucking education that our children need. Right. We need to understand why there is a black, there's black struggle in this country. Right. And, I, and why it's is more that than, bad and it goes beyond slavery. It goes beyond that. It of starts course. there, but it goes beyond but, because white men and women have always done this. Right. When you look at who's doing us versus them, it's fucking white people. And, and my children who are white are going to fucking know it. Same. Whether you teach that shit in school or not, believe me, motherfucker, you're not going to get a America first past my fucking kids. Oh, sorry. And, and why, why is all of this a bad thing? I still don't understand. I don't understand why learning about history and the real history is a bad thing. So what? 
It's supposed so to be. So what? By the so way, you feel bad? Okay, feel bad for a minute. Feel You're learning. Yes. We fucking took human beings from another country, and in some of them who did not want to come here and be slaves, jumped off the ships and would rather drown in the ocean than come and work here as slaves. We enslaved these human beings, raped their women and children. And, and let them starve to death and bury them in mass graves. Like we are, we committed mass genocide in, in this country against indigenous people yeah. and then corralled them to a corner. Yeah, indigenous push them women, out, push them out, push them out. Indigenous women, in order to avoid their children being raised in this horrific thing, were drowning their babies in rivers. Indigenous women, I will repeat it, drown their babies in rivers so that they didn't have to live under white people's rule of this country that they stole. Right. That is the history of and this country. And why is that wrong to And by the teach. way, I don't my think it's children, wrong to teach. if your children don't feel uncomfortable, they're sociopaths. <laughs> they're supposed to feel uncomfortable so that they don't ever repeat the same atrocities right. that we, our people and as white empathy. people, have committed here. And have empathy. Absolutely. There's understand with where un- we got, how we got here. It's not for Correct. black people being lazy. It's not because indigenous people are drunks, right? Or whatever they're trying, bullshit whatever they're trying stereotype to sell. They, yeah. yeah, and and it's not just like, and the purpose isn't like we're here to make white people feel bad. It's just like, no, this is really the history. Deal with it. Like yeah. no one is like, oh, you know, I, I I don't get it. I didn't enslave black people i did not do that but i know that my ancestors did and i understand the history of where we are how we got here and it isn't isn't anyone curious about that don't you aren't you curious about how we got here i mean what is this i don't know i i i I don't get it are we are we long i saw tina look at the clock we're at one we are an hour and 44 minutes well anyway (laughs) <laughs> bye <laughs> i mean no i mean it, it, uh, my, my really i wanted to do this story to make two points one that uh all right three points one we're better than this we are yeah we gotta be we gotta be better than this otherwise we, this the it will continue it will continue so that's number one number two uh be aware of the dog whistles. Make the red flags known. If you hear your family talking like this at Thanksgiving or posting shit like this or reposting stuff like out. this, please make them aware that they are supporting and 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 sharing the, the views of Nazis and ask them if that's who they are. Okay. And number three, uh, uh, that the Republicans don't really have anything. They've got right. old recycled ideas from the fucking Civil War days. Like what have they, what else have they given you? What right. else have they given you to believe in, besides hate and fear mongering, and and division? What else have they given you? Tell me. I'd it's love gross. to know. It's I'd love gross. to know. Who wants to be on the side of hate and fear? I want progress. I, I want hope. It. I want movement in a direction that this country is great and what it what we fucking when America was great. We had industrialists, we had ideas, we had a future, we had hope, we had an American dream, we right. had all of those things. What the fuck are the Republicans offering you but fear and hate? What else are they giving you? Right, but the, the, to them, that's power, right? Like you said, power But power over, for a few individuals versus the people who are struggling. I, I'll lose my house if my insurance goes 
a thousand dollars more. I'll lose my house. And then what? Where are my kids? What are we doing? Right. What are we going to do? And so what, they don't care. Yeah. You know the issues I mean? that matter don't matter. You know what I mean? They yeah. pretend like, like we care about these issues, but they don't No, Because if they cared about it, they wouldn't uh, uh, appease to corporations and companies. Like that's all the breaks that they do. The Republicans, they don't yep. do anything for, for us as yeah. people. Yeah. They don't No. I can't, I can't point to anything. It's all about money, 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 cuts, money. Cuts, it's cut gross. spending, cut spending, cut spending. But then where's the money going? It's going back to corporations. It's going You're back to corporations. You're not cutting spending. Who they think is going to trickle it down to the workers. Bitch, please. Bitch, please. <laughs> when have you ever seen that happen? All right, all I right. got to go. Okay. Hey, bye. Bye. <laughs> If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.